Welcome to Real Everyday People, an Eladio Nino podcast. You either die the hero or see yourself become the villain. See too many dark nights and light the way you're living. They got me living. The plot is vivid and I'm the conditions. This is Real like Everyday People. As always, man, I'm always grateful for those who are showing love, showing support. Um, I need my subscribing, baby. I need you guys to look out for me, man. And uh, I need to get these numbers up, man. So I appreciate it. You share, you subscribe. Each one, teach one, share the info. I appreciate you. Um, let's talk about Cinco de Mayo real quick, man. I, I, Man, it was so dope. I'm talking about Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It was Cinco de Mayo every day for me, man. And uh, May 7th was actually my four years of being home since I was incarcerated for 17 years. So, you know, I was happy about that, celebrating that. Plus Cinco de Mayo, you know, celebrating for the ancestors, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, our part in history. But um, just in southwest Detroit, man, I loved it. The parade was so dope, you know what I'm saying? Like, just to see the whole community out, you know, just to see the culture, bro. Uh, even Wyandotte, man. Um at District 142, uh, it was dope. They had the uh, mariachis there. They had the uh, folklorio dancing. Uh, shout out to Jaime Carrillo and uh, uh, Ofelisa. Um, they put on a great show over there. The DHDC had the tequila tasting on Friday. That was off the hook. Uh, so shout out, you know, to everybody doing their things, man. Like I said, man, let's be safe. Let's enjoy this summer and everybody leave your guns at home, man. But uh, today, man, today I have a guest that I am just so personally happy to have here because you know i grew up with this brother we've been friends for a long long time and um i'm just so happy to have him here to be able to share his story this brother he's he's historical he's a monument in southwest detroit too man and i salute this brother every day got much love for him and i can't wait for him to share his story this is my man angel torres What's up with you, brother? What's up, my brother? My Thank man, you, man, for having man. me. Thank you. Thank you, man. Man, I love it, bro. For real, man. Yeah. Yep. So, you know. so how I let the people know who you are, where you from, what it is, and what it ain't, bro. Yeah, a lot, a lot has happened since COVID, <laughs> through COVID, and before COVID. So it's crazy because it's it's a twist, you know. So it was like uh, before COVID, life as Angel Torres Mariachi. I was DJ and then Mariachi. So it goes back to my father. You know, Mexican town, Southwest. We grew up at the car wash, so we grew up working family, 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 work, school, family. So we got into the music, got to school, and um, my father's name, I didn't know growing up, my father's name was Big. Then I met Wansky. Wansky knew my father. Okay. Then I got pulled into Hurricane Productions. So then from the, yeah, and then I didn't even know his name was that big. You know what I'm saying? So I was mm -hmm. just a little boy growing up with names. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, uh, <clears throat> it, but I loved the music entertainment game. So I was just really like these guys, not just my fathers, but just like basically saviors. You know what I'm saying? Because our neighborhood was wild. So they took me from out of that. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Bro. It was really wild. So that saved my life. And, uh, where we're at, man. Like, see. like it's my favorite thing is to listen to mariachi music, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, for me, it 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 touches my soul, bro. You know what I mean? Music by like, if you see my studio, I got pictures of uh, you know Vicente Fernandez. Um, you know, oh yeah, he's always yeah, you know yeah, that's yeah, always yeah. you know that's the that's the top guy. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And um, 
you know, it just, it brings out my spirit, bro. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, to be able to experience that all weekend long, the folklorio dancers, the mariachis, oh, the art, the parade, the culture, just everything, bro. It just, like, really revived me, bro. Yeah. And then, you know, we've been, you know, in Detroit for the past couple of weeks, been so gloomy. And then, you know, with the sun shining, bro, like, you know, naturally, they call us people of the sun. So when the sun yeah. come out, bro, it's like, you know, we get rejuvenated. <laughs> we tap right back into that source of power, the natural elements that are provided for us, bro. You yeah. know what I mean? So it was like... Man, bro, I, I I loved every minute of it, bro. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And to be able to see our community celebrate, you know what I mean? <sighs> and 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 nobody got shot and killed or none of that shit, bro. Because us, when we grew up, we grew up in the 90s. You couldn't have that shit. I mean, actually, bro, I went to prison in 2002, and that was the last Cinco de Mile that I had went to. And I was over there at V West, right there on Lansing and Verner. And when the lowriders came through, bro, all the counts came out of every fucking direction, bro, and got to smashing the lowriders, wow. kicking them, pulling the guys out of there. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, like that was my last memory yeah. before I had went into prison. You know, wow, man. and um. So it was like, damn, man, like we can't ever have nothing nice yeah. because we divided for, you know, so many yeah. different reasons. But yeah. back then it was always the gangs, you yeah. know what I'm saying? The yeah. flags. Yeah. And uh, so for me, bro, it was just very it was very um, empowering to see our whole community oh, be out and be able to celebrate no matter what side of town you was from, what flag you was flying. Everybody was there for all the right reasons. Man. I've seen a lot of schools there from all over. I've seen a lot of schools from all over, man. Kids just joining on their new rides or whatever. They were yeah. just joining. I was like, man, that's beautiful. All the new faces, the future was together, man. Yeah, I, I loved, loved seeing you there. I yeah. seen you there. I was like, yeah. oh, yeah. my God. You know what I'm saying? That you had your little son with yeah. you, bro. Yeah. Man, hey, listen, he came and gave me a hug shit man that shit warmed my heart man oh man he was that was his first parade in detroit and he was at, in it you know what i'm saying yeah yeah no doubt about it, i was man. really That's proud dope. he was like really amazed that he just woke up to a parade you know mm -hmm. <laughs> man shout out man southwest stand oh, up man. man we did it we did it big man much love uh you know that's that's how we can do it you know what i mean yeah. we move forward together uh can't wait for next year you know yeah. shout out to dhdc they did their oh, thing yeah. we had two shuttle buses two vans we had a trailer shout out to uh baby bell um she did her thing um so you didn't make it yesterday to the uh to the uh l club last night oh no bro it was so live there man shout out to legal aliens podcast brian ruiz and the whole team the boys was there they was uh doing interviews um there was so many performances like outside they had all the mexican bands man shout out to grupo monte wow. y'all boys did y'all thing i love y'all guys <laughs> proud of you guys because i had them on my podcast before and this is when they was younger bro you know what i'm saying wow. and i ain't seen them in probably at least a year or longer and like they they just their music's better their band's growing yeah. they look more mature now and they got they a whole it. thing going it. bro yeah. and i love it man yeah. i love seeing their craft develop like that yeah you know and Rico Waves, everybody, man, it was just a dope show, man, all across the board. And I was proud of that, you yeah. know, because the diversity, you know, all the local vendors, Ooh, you know what I'm man, saying? Yeah, and just all the local performers. How many bands did they have yeah. over there? Uh, I seen about Ooh, three of them, you know man. what I'm saying? But there was more, yeah. uh, you know, people who performed, but just the, the whole mesh of Latino yeah. culture, bro, and then everybody supporting it. Yeah. Like, it was just beautiful, man. Yeah. I loved it, bro. Yes, yes. You know? That's that's what we that's what I want you know what I wanted to do for uh see what a mile was uh, uh I wanted to have a freestyle show when we were sitting there afterwards and I was like you know what 
we was at the park, and I was like, you know what? This is what we're going to do on Sundays. We're going to start having freestyle gatherings, uh, barbecue, uh, friends come over. You know, we, we did it a few years ago, mm-hmm. and then we just stopped it. But now I was like, you know, let's just do it. You know, we'll change parks. Patton, this park, rotate it. From there, I was like, let's start doing that again. And we're talking about that. So be aware of something like that. If you see it coming down, come bring your families out, the kids coming in. You know what I'm saying? We have some stuff out. But just watch our posts on that one. But it's coming real soon. We have a lot of stuff coming from that one. Yeah. We're really proud for that. It's that air. We need, like you said, we need that sun, that vibe. Yeah, yeah. No that. doubt about it, bro. For real, man. Yeah. You know, you just got to keep a positive mind state. You know, you got to stay committed to your priorities. Yeah. And, uh, you know, every decision that you make has to coincide with the goals that you have in your life, man. Because, um, you know, there's so much temptation out here in the world, bro, to do the wrong thing. You know what I'm saying? The devil don't take no breaks either, you know? So every day you got to choose to do the right thing, bro. You got to make that commitment to yourself because, you know, all it does is take one bad decision, bro. You know what I'm saying? And your life can be changed, you know what I'm saying, forever. And, you know, the lives of others, you know? And, um, you know, I love I love seeing you in fatherhood mode, bro. Oh, you know what I'm saying? That's Even though I don't get to see me. you as much as we'd like yeah. to. But, you know, we it, it's nice to keep up with everybody on, on social media and yeah. shit. And I just, I see when you're in the gym working, you got yeah. your daughter with you. When yeah. you're doing other activities yeah. and things, you got your sons with you. And, you know, I, I was gone for 17 years, so I didn't get to see that part of your life unfold. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But right. being here now, I was like, damn, you know, he's a dad. He's got kids. Like, you know, so when I see you in dad mode, I'm like, man, that's dope. That makes me proud because, you know, growing up, you know, we didn't have many male figures that believed in the value of, you know, staying home and spending time and being active, you know, you know, manhood then was just about, you know, being a provider as long as you provide for your family, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, just, just, you know, the, the standards that they had for what manhood was supposed to be like, you know? as many women as you can conquer you know just yeah. the, the the ego the pride the yeah. you know all that type of machismo you know yeah. what i mean yeah. and you know it's the things that define being a man and it's like you know that's that's not it bro you know right. what i mean when i when i had my kids i knew this is what i wanted to be i knew i wanted to be a father you know i planned it so when we when i had my children i didn't know that my life was going to change as they were getting older i like it just became more of them it was always about them, but I had leeway to go get a little extra and do a little bit more hustle. I had a little more leeways. But now that they're teenagers, it <laughs> boom. Oh, you got to really reverse it. <laughs> and that's where I'm at. Yeah. And that's where, <clears throat> our, that's where our fathers did. Our fathers didn't stop. They kept going. Mm-hmm. We kept, and then we had to just learn on our own. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. this is where I'm at. I'm like, yo, I, some of this DJ in that life is, has to come down. And we're putting things together. I got my son's boxing. I got him doing I know. Music. I seen the hoodie he had on, yeah, man. Using the parade scrapper like Cobra Kai out there. That's doing dope, demonstrations man. I love and everything. it, bro. I love that, man. Yeah. You know, I just, uh, that's great to see your kids being yeah. productive, proactive, doing something positive. It, yeah. You know, I, yeah. I, I love it, man. You know, just because, you know, I, 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 I can't speak for everybody, but I didn't have that. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just, um, just to see it being done lets me know that the world and our community is going in a better direction. Right. Because it know? takes us to stop and look and then know that what we, we lacked, you know, we have to fill in and we have to learn on our own and then put it together for, you know, the next person that need it. You know, like my mistakes, like 
I was uh, a workaholic. I didn't. I was just like when my kids were little. I was just working. Mm-hmm. I was doing. I was making. I was a provider. I didn't know I was a single parent. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's how <laughs> numb I was. I was just going fast. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Joey A was like, "Yo, man, don't you calm down? You're a single parent. What are you talking about?" I was like, "What are you talking about?" You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And that's, but that's how it gets. <clears throat> and then now, when you get to this point, you're like, "Yo, it's either I gotta no, I can't." It's not no way either. It's like, I just can't now. I just, because if I go this way, I know what's going to happen because I, I went that mm-hmm. way. So I'm like, yo. Too many times. Right. You hear me? Too many motherfucking times. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm going to stay right here and I'm going to try to convert my nightlife uh, marketing and tactics to mm-hmm. daytime or, you know what I'm saying, something different. Because it's time to build your, you know, like in my 20s, I said, I'm not bringing my 20s into my 30s. And mm-hmm. then I changed. That's when I did the whole, the vegan life. I did that whole thing. I did that. My kids. Mm-hmm. And then when I got to my 40s with the <clears> pandemic, <throat> I dropped it. I stopped. Crashed everything. But that muscle memory came back. I'm jumping right back on it. Yeah, no doubt. But now my kids, I went to all these stages. I started figuring out how, like, I never left my kid's side. And I and I started going through my own time about... uh. Like the loss of my my mom, hurricane, uh, my older brother through the pandemic, I was it's going a little wild. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I lost myself, and then I didn't know this process. And I, I called a therapist, and we started getting into it. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, it's not working. So I tried to figure out the answers. I started talking to the people I was traveling, and I started meeting the other brothers out there, and they seen mm-hmm. me. They're like, yo, this brother is he's he's gone. He's looking for something. Mm-hmm. I was talking to Peter Fontaine. That brother was like explaining to me about these hats, and that's why I was in talking to you about the hats of on the road. Like you gotta, you gotta have different hats. Like if you're mariachi, this hat can't be in the DJ scene. This hat can't be mm-hmm. if you're doing karaoke. You can't be it. This can't hat can't be the comedian. Yeah. You, you got different hats. Yeah. You gotta learn how to balance these. And hats it's all out. got its own baggage. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean? So if you don't know how to balance these hats out, then like, yo, this guy is weird or something. So you gotta figure out how to put these together. But the only person who's really gonna help you is the people behind the scene. The people, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? That's, that's what he was telling me about. He's like, all these people are going to expect, you know, El Nino or Angel Live to be Angel Live. Mm-hmm. They, they don't want to know about so, stuff. So before we started the show, I said, how do you want me to address you? Do you yeah. want me to address you as Angel Torres or as DJ Angel or as Joker right. or who? Because, you know what I'm saying? We've had many names amongst right. our lives. Yes. And, and the names that we had, Changes. you know, yeah. made us, you know, that's what we lived up to right. at that time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And uh, so I was like, well, you know, my pattern is past, present, future, yeah. the good, the bad, the ugly. So we got to go all the way to the beginning, oh, yeah. who Angel Torres was, right. before you became Joker, before you became oh, yeah. DJ Angel, before you DJ Angel Live, you know what I'm right, saying? Right. Before you became Dad, you know, yeah. all that shit. You got a lot of titles, bro, a lot yeah. of hats. Yeah. You know? And it comes with a lot of uh, responsibility. <clears throat> yes. Yes. You know? And then now prioritizing where all this fits in your life. Man, one thing was, man through through that punch that 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 beat down that we had in the pandemic man that dad life was just keeping me alive you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i was just watch the kids you know what i'm saying because mm-hmm. i i talked to people today and i like a lot of a lot of clean a lot of clean time change a lot of people died you know what i'm saying this mm-hmm. whole environment's changed right now but we, we was just talking about how just uh i'm sorry 
I don't want to dive into something different. I was, gonna, <laughs> I was gonna dive into some other stuff. Too. I'm sorry. Wait, wait, let me take it back. Let me take it back. I'm sorry. It was just I was talking. A and B's like that, bro. Shit. Hey, so loaded, so loaded. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You want to share right. so much yeah, you talk yeah, about yeah, it? Yeah, all of a yeah. sudden, you go from one to the other. Hey, I man. That's all love, baby. It happens to the best of us. <laughs> we get lost in the sauce, baby. And then when you start talking about shit, dog, your brain going over, oh, man. You like, damn, I ain't talked about that shit or thought about that shit. Again. Years. That's yeah. why we call this shit real everyday people, man, because we got lose, real people telling our real stories. Real, real stories, boy. Oh, man. I love it, man. I love having uh, you here, man. man I know. Mm-hmm. But we started. Listen, yeah, go for it. Go when for it. I first met you, what it was you, Betty, Christina, yeah. walking down the street in Rude. They're still in my life, man. I love them. Man, listen. Them are the sisters, man, yes. for real. They had yes. the motherfuckers back since way back, yeah. bro. Yeah. They was gangsters. Motherfuckers yeah. don't know. If, if you don't yeah. know, now you know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they weren't playing no games, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, and then, you know, we worked at the uh, at the car wash yeah. together. Your parents had their car wash over there in Rouge. Uh, me and you used to be working there. You man. Know? Um, even, and then, you know, shout out to my cousin, uh, DJ Illusion, my cousin D. You know, you guys, man, started, you know, since, you know, we was oh, all yeah. young bro yeah. you know what I'm saying you heard Charo you know what I mean like shit I loved it man you know, you that's, know? that's what's crazy when we had the car wash we was working for free yeah, I mean, hey, man, we was in it together, hey, bro. No, you we know, was, as long as I was yeah. with my dog, it was all worth it. You yeah, know? no, it was fun. No, we, we was we was working, and we, we uh, when we got older, that's when we ventured out. That's when we was like, you know what, I wanna, I wanna start doing, you know, uh, what teenagers do, mm-hmm. and that's when I got into my trouble. But at the same time, that's when I got into DJing, mm-hmm. and uh, and I and I changed one for the other. I started DJing strong. And that's how I met Hurricane, and he got me into a lot, lot of doors, a lot of places, mixtapes, gave me a lot of school me to the game, and then uh, um, that launched pretty good. And then my father needed help with the mariachis, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So he was like, "Hey, man, you know, he gave me a nice position." And I wasn't scared to an instrument. We played instruments before, but he gave me a nice, you know, in, you know, a deal. So I was like, "Yeah," you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Hell yeah! Was, it was like we started doing. We started traveling a lot. So did you like learn how to sing at an early age or later? Well, like, how I, was, did, like... I really didn't want to sing because okay, when my dad, all the mariachis, they all this this mariachi game is a different hat. So uh, it's, it's a romantic suit. These guys, you know what I'm saying? Everybody wants to be a singer. So I didn't mind as they fought for the microphone. I would just play. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so that was my thing. But then after a while. They're like, yo, you got to sing, man. You know, you got to sing. So they started pushing me. Mm-hmm. And I started doing some of the backups. And I started doing the Motown with it. And then that's when I started singing more. And this, that's when we started getting a different audience. What was your one of your favorite songs to sing? Oh, man. I can't. That's hard. Because there's so many. Yeah. There's so many great ones, man. But I man. guess one of my favorites would have to be uh, one of Vicente's. Um, you know, Volver, Volver, or El Rey. Really, it'd probably be El Rey. You yeah. know what I mean? Because yeah. to me, I feel like, you know, that just talks to any and every man. Oh, you know man. what I yeah. mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, con dinero y sin dinero, hago siempre lo que quiero. Oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> <laughs> Dog, I've been doing gritos all motherfucking weekend, man. bro. I love mariachis, man. You should, you should get a guitar and... 
Get down on the ground. I know. I tried, up, man. man. I tried. I got little ass fingers, man. That shit don't work. That shit sensitive, dog. You know what I mean? <laughs> but no, just the journey, man. Yeah. The journey, bro, that when we've he, been on. When he, when, he, when he told me that he needed my help, I didn't think it was going to be a long time. It was a long time. Mm-hmm. I, I got off the DJ scene for a long time. And then I came back to it like, what did I miss? You know what I'm saying? When I got back, they're like, it's gone. <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> Started doing it again. And then when I got back to doing it, there was a handful of people that was doing it. Uh, who was doing it? That's when uh, Hurricane Express, Babel was there. That's when they had the CVJs, CVJ turntables. And I still had my uh, 1200s. So I was like, I'm not, I'm not gonna buy that if I got this technique 1200s yeah. with the diamond needles. Yeah. So I just all I did was bought the Serato and I kept my 1200s. And after a while, I started learning how you can just use one turntable. And I was like, oh, why am I gonna carry four? I can just carry one. Mm-hmm. So I started doing my own thing. And I got back and started figuring things out, and I started plugging in again. And then uh, uh, that's when we we hooked. That's when no, we we went a whole different route. We went Royal Oak. Went to casino. We started DJing all these dope. other places. That's yeah. dope. But this is that drive. So let me tell you what happened through that drive. When we was, when we started doing this, I lost my mom. So this was mm-hmm. I didn't I was I was a total blank. Because mm-hmm. let me tell you about this story. Now this is how our our twist came. When uh, uh when we lost my when I lost my mom, um we we had a meeting that night. And I, we just like went numb. What were we gonna do? Just not think about it. Go numb. That was mm-hmm. our last meeting. So we, I went numb, and that was my last process of her ever since. So I was going hard, running, running, climbing, running. Baby here, quarterback and the kid over there. Give it back. Let's go. <laughs> running around, <laughs> doing my thing. But I was running around. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, and then when this happened, I, uh, I didn't know I was. I didn't know the second piece was the burial. Once you bury them, this is the process I'm learning now. When you bury, there's another process of burial. That's when you have to. I didn't know, or I, I overlooked. So no one pays attention to at the funeral because you're hurting. That they have therapy and they offer therapy. Mm-hmm. And if you don't make it, I mean, it's really good. I'm doing it now. What is it like? Grieving counseling? Yes, yes. Grieving counseling. Okay. Grieving counseling. Grieving groups. And it's straight. I went to four of them already. And uh, when I missed that, we were just going numb. I went numb, and then. We came all the way to this point. Wait, I'm sorry, where we're going. There's so much I'm, I'm missing. I'm trying not to miss. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it happened today. We got up with Dave. We started doing the radio together. We was okay. on, we was on, uh, on Bam Show with uh, DJ XS and uh, rest in peace, uh, DJ XS uh, Latin Image. Mm-hmm. And we was all hanging out, all of us doing house and stuff like that. And then. Uh, uh, that's when Dad was like, yo, I'm, let's, let's do this. Let's come over here and let's do our own. How do you do house? Let's do freestyle. I was like, yeah, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Right, let's do it. Because, you know, Dave says something. <laughs> it's not yeah. a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good idea. <laughs> like, just go with him. So when, I was like, all right. And four months went on. We didn't even do it. He just comes up like, yo, I got an app. I was like, all right, let's go. <laughs> so we just jumped on the app. We just started putting all the power to the app. And then we, we built this... Uh, platform and we started just putting everything together mm-hmm. and uh then he got sick and he passed and man then, he, he was a pillar a pillar in our man. community bro and he impacted 
many different generations. Man. You know what I'm saying? And you know, he was always, you know, people you know, call it hurricane music. They don't even call it freestyle. But yo, mm -hmm. you, you like that hurricane music? I'm like, yeah, that's yep. crazy. You know, something crazy. Yeah. But yeah, and then during that time, people were mourning uh, his his loss, mm -hmm. and I seen it, but I wasn't I wasn't mourning. I was just in workaholic mode. So I was like, okay, we're gonna start doing this and start planning. You weren't healing, bro. You weren't healing. I wasn't doing nothing. Yeah. 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 You was doing everything you need to do just to, yeah. just to stay busy and yeah. to keep your mind off things. And you never had time to heal, bro. Nothing. You know? Yeah. I, I mean, you, I hold healing circles, bro. And I would love for you to attend them, man. Yeah. And, and the reason I hold them is because they're necessary. It's important for us to be able to have conversations of the things that, you know, have impacted our lives, right. man. Because that's the only way we're going to be able to break these vicious cycles, man. Right. You know what I'm saying? A domestic violence, substance abuse, drug abuse, gang abuse. It was just guns. I mean, you know, all the shit that comes with, you know, yeah. growing up in urban communities, growing up in poverty. You know what I mean? Like there's so many people who have stereotypes, bias and opinions about people from our communities. But you just don't know what the fuck we've really been through. Right. You know what I'm saying? We dealing with, you know, sexual abuse. We dealing with, you know, all the ugly shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that impacts people's mind state forever. You know, yeah. and sometimes victims become victimizers, you know. Yep. And um, this is why our era runs or they, they get trapped in this mindset where we just don't know how to, you know what I'm saying? Take a breather. We get lost. We skip levels. We're just a defense mode or survival. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and, but when you become a father, bro, your, 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 your kids are following your lead. Yeah. So are you going to, you know, put that trauma, that baggage of trauma and, and pass that down to them? You know what I'm saying? And I, that's why I think it's good for us to be able to hold these community healing circles because it gives everybody an opportunity to cleanse their spirit, man. Yeah. You know, and like you said, as you're having conversations, so many memories, so many things are coming up and you, you can't even spit them all out at the same time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's that's because you cleansing yourself, you cleansing your spirit and can't nobody tell your story better than you, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got a lot to say because you've been through a lot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that means you got a lot of healing to do yeah. just like I do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And um, that's that's been my mission, bro. I'm, I'm definitely down to go to Hill Circle, man. I would love to have <laughs> you there, bro. You would be to a total asset, yeah. man, for real, man. Yeah. Yep. Then after that happened, <clears throat> I see that's when I seen you, and you're like, "Yo, do that." I was like, "Yeah, I'm down, I'm down." And then uh, we had that crash, pandemic happening. And during that pandemic, we had this ball rolling where we was having freestyle shows coming. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of money invested into that show. It didn't never happen. It happened like probably last year but it happened like towards towards when we lost artists artists got killed by the COVID you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. fans got killed by the COVID like I still feel weird about that right now I like now today I feel weird about that I feel like yo I feel like a victim like what the hell just we just come out of you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. like I, now I feel like the people now I know how the people 9-11 felt like yo we want answers but you know I, I felt like it was population control, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When we talk about, you know, we everybody's got their own theories and uh -huh. opinions and things like that. And I'm not saying I'm right, but I know that everything is governed by somebody in some form. And, you know, they've been talking about this world being overpopulated and they utilize different strategies for 
population mm-hmm. control. I know it well, even in prison. You know, they 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 utilize the same tactics. You know yeah. what I mean? When the summertime hits, they flicking everybody, they knocking everybody, putting everybody on sanctions, cleaning up the yard. You know, con- you know, and it's just the same thing, bro. Is out here like you know we op- overpopulating the planet, so they coming up with creative ways, you know, Man. to destroy people, communities. Look at wars and bombings; people are dying hundreds and thousands at a time, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's not by mistake. It's people yeah. pulling strings. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. yeah. God gave us the free will to run this earth, man. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Right. But, you know, that's why I love that we teach about our culture because that's where it all begins, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's with being tapped in with the universe, bro. We are yes. people. We are not just people of flesh. We're people of spirit, mm-hmm. you know, and all the elements that exist in this world, man, exist in us, Amen. you know, yeah. for real, man. So we, we are very powerful. And uh, just to see where we're at today in our lives, knowing where we come from, you know what I'm saying? Right. And uh, but man, motherfucker been through the trenches, man. So I'm just happy to see that we still alive. Yeah. We done made it through a pandemic. Yeah. We done made it through the '90s, the '80s. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, bro? <laughs> you know, it's a lot of people that didn't make it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, he's and, and that. Uh, him, but I'm saying, bro, Ooh, to the '90s, we could have been. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> When you live a life and just take everything Jeez, for granted, I everything. About that one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it, man. War zone, but no. Uh, mm-hmm. and after, I after all that stuff, uh, where was I? After, after, after my brother, I, uh, I lost my brother. I, um, I, I called that, called that therapist again. Okay, now time went on. I'm still trying to figure out formulas how to get. This, this chip off my back, find out what's wrong with me. Because people are like, yo, what's wrong with me? I said, I don't know what's wrong with me. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. Then I went to the lady and the therapist, and we started talking, and she pulled the old notes out. And then that's when it started hitting, boom, 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 all the puzzles. Oh, man, oh, man. And then, you know what? I'm a freestyle singer. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you got creative and used all your pain and turned it into pleasure. That nigga made a song, baby. Bro. <laughs> I see the video. I was like, "Oh <laughs> hell no!" But I was like, "My man's growing. He's growing. You know what I'm saying? He's growing with the business. You know." And let me tell you what happened with that. We I, the reason why I did this and remember to do that was because I was like, "You know what? I'm already. I'm almost out the game. I said, let, me, let me stamp stamp my name on it. I'm already mm-hmm. singing it anyways. It's not my first song. It's not my first barbecue. So I'm like, let me drop one in here and then." Everyone was sad for David. I'm saying, let me, let me do something for my city right here. Let me mm-hmm. do something for Vernon. That's why I did it for the mixtapes in Vernon. I was like, yeah, let's do it right here. I didn't mean for it to be mm-hmm. what it is. Joy was like, yo, you gotta. You know what I'm saying? I was like, man. I was like, all right, man, let's do it. And then I, I was down by then. I was like, but I still wanna, I still wanna get up. So I was like, I wasn't gonna say no. I was like, all right, I'll do it. Let's just go. You know what I'm saying? Because I was mm-hmm. still numb, trying to figure things out. So we went to that. We did it in front of Galanis. And then uh, did the second one, different style, behind Galanis, inside Galanis. You know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah. And then and, your, a- and your mother worked at Los Galanis. Yeah. So before I went to prison, that was the last time I was able to see your mother. She was working at Los Galanis, man. She was a good woman, always, you know, showed her love. She, Her and my mom were good, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Uh, You know. So. so that's why I was like, yo, that's why I made them videos there. And I didn't even mm-hmm. know it. And then I went to New York. And my last video right here I just made is for Coney Island. And we that was our favorite spot. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So it was like I wasn't finished. Mm-hmm. And then I started 
seeing all this stuff with Dave, how I did the freestyle, started connecting, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then now I'm going to church with my brother's wife and his family, and I got my family go there Sunday, and then now I'm trying to fill in that gap, trying to fill in them pieces, because when my brother passed, mm -hmm. he was like, he was doing his own thing. So mm -hmm. when, he, when he passed, he saw his family, <clears throat> his family was huge. And I felt like, wow, scumbag, like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's why I'm like, yo, we can't, we gotta keep that lock, black sheep and all. Yeah, you know, you know I felt your pain because I was I was working with uh, your sister Lily and Kiko. Yeah. You know, they was working with me, so you know it was like, you know, everything you were going through, they were going through, I was going through because yeah. you know I you know I'm connected to you, bro. You yeah. know what I mean? So I know I know the pain. You know what I mean? And um, oh, you know. Man. It's 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 real, bro. Yeah. But it's 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 okay to yeah. heal. Yeah. It's okay. That's how you you know. Their their legacy is left and lived through you. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. So when you think about them, the things that you wish you could have done, you wish you would have done better. Do it now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. That's how we change. Yeah. Does that change yeah. when we become better, better men and fathers and friends? You know. Oh man. real you know got a lot of healing to do we're gonna get it done yeah so it was, it was hard like see that's how numb we were like we, we haven't got together to really process you know some of the things we should have but now i'm you know i gotta take a stand in my life i'm 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 learning about this mm -hmm. so i'm attacking it I don't know if you guys know about this. There's a uh, mental health gym, Inception. Inception. You know we have it at the DHDC for the. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, you gotta plug me. Yes. <laughs> yes. Shout out to my guy David McCullough, man, <laughs> out in Farmington Hills. Yes. That's my guy, bro. Mental health. Me and gym. my wife went through it. We did all the half hour uh, <laughs> sessions. The red light therapy. Yes. Yeah. I'm that, going. The Megasphere. All that, bro. Listen. You'll love it. We got it at DHDC. We utilize it with the youth, the staff, and with uh, reentry. Anybody getting out of prison, they get to come and they get to experience that. Oh man, I plug me in, man, because I I'm, I'm waiting. I'm like, yo, I can't wait because I had a boot on my foot, got hurt. So I was like, yo, they said you can't go until that's off, and I just got it off. This is my first weekend with it off. Okay. So I was walking around kind of crazy and shit. So yeah. But, but now I know what's wrong, so I'm attacking my problem. But now that I'm attacking my problem, and when I went to inception. Mm -hmm. They started telling me about my kids. Well, they started telling me about children that had the same thing, anxiety, and 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 all this. They they, they told me that the, the signals, what they do, and I, yep. and I started thinking about my kids. I was like, oh man, so yes. I put it back, put it way back. You know what I'm saying? And then uh, uh, I got them doing their thing now. But when I started learning about the program, the inception, I started it's, it made I like they started breaking down situations. Like it can be this, it could be that, it could be this, it could be that. And when I was in the office, I seen a whole bunch of business suit women walking in. Just like LA Fitness. I was like, man. It's a mental health gym, baby. Yeah. Everybody focused on that. And I was like, this is a little secret no one knows about? What mm -hmm. the hell's going on? You know what I'm saying? So yep. I was like, yo, I want, I want to start putting little messages about people who, you know, who have feel lonely out there. I'm like, if I put the video out there, and if they think it's me feeling like it, like if I post a video right now, and if they think it's me <clears> feeling <throat> that, it was once upon a time. 
but I, I, I want to reach my hand out to you and tell you something you yeah. know, or point you to the direction. You're not alone. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So I, I suggest right anybody get the opportunity. Uh, look up Inception. My man, David McCullough, yes. um, he is a good brother, man. And um, and what he's doing is definitely uh, contributing to the well-being of, of our communities, you know. So shout out to him. And uh, I, I'm so happy that you know about, you know, yeah. the mental health gym Inception, bro. And we and it's crazy because we're the first in the country, bro, to have yes. it here at yes. it, and then at the DHDC, we're providing it for our youth because of the, all the trauma they're dealing yes. with, bro. You know what I'm that's saying? That's a beautiful thing, man, to break that down to them, to mm-hmm. explain to them because yeah. we never had it. Yo, yeah. no, hell no. That's and and it works. Out. Every opportunity I get, I'm in there. I'm snoring, bro. Oh, you know, man. we do the magnosphere to keep us grounded. We do the red light therapy. And we do the um, and we do the um, the the brain scan, and um, we do it all in one. But when you do it at, at the uh, shop in Farmington Hills, you do a- every session for a half hour. That red light therapy is uh, helps with inflammation and blood flow, and uh, that magnosphere. I, that was one thing I didn't get to do was the floating tank. They got the floating tanks there, bro. But uh, they were they didn't have enough salt or something like that was going on. But I definitely want to try that. You know right, what I mean? Right. I seen that. I seen that over there. I want to try that too. I look very intrigued about that. I like that red light one too. I suggest you guys to check it out. Their website, if you can, or check out Google. Find them. Really get into it, man. And uh, protect. That's protecting your peace. You know what I'm saying? That's it's about self, man. Self care and love. Um, and also I wanted to talk about how um, after after I found this gym. I, I was like, I'm going to bring my daughter into this because mm-hmm. I know I had to stress her out. You know what I'm saying? I know she's like, she's the oldest because I didn't see myself as a single parent. So mm-hmm. I was like, well, she's my partner in this because she's the oldest. I talked to her. So I was like, she. I put some work on her. I started talking to her. I was like, this is what we're going to do. I'm doing this. I'm going to do that. What do you want to do? And we came with a program and uh, she wants to do boxing. So she's boxing. Her and my son's boxing now. My little daughter is playing soccer. And uh, uh, <laughs> baby beats. She's playing t-ball. Oh, you know what I'm yeah. <laughs> that's yes. the little one I seen yesterday. Yeah. yeah. So I'm running around. So I'm like, I'm gonna do this because yeah, you got practice. They need to live their got... life because even though I didn't live my life, they gotta live their life. You know what I'm saying? And like, I tried or you know whatever whatever it was, we learn along the way so we can teach these guys for us, you know, and for them not to do it to their children. So mm-hmm. that's how you mourn. Because I was asking questions. This is how you do this. They say it's okay to mourn for any children. So when you go, they're ready. My father told me, when I die, man, God's got me. Be happy. My mother never told me that. So when, mm-hmm. when she passed away, we were scared because she didn't expect it. She was just pushing us away like, Angel, go home. I used to talk to Christina. Mm-hmm. She, that's when she was lost her grandpa. And I was like, yo, what happened? She's like, be there every day. She's like, you'll be happy. I was scared to go there. But when she told me this, I went, and I felt great. But then that's when the day that she passed, I went to work that night. I was working at One Eye Jacks. They're like, Damn. "What are you doing here?" I was like, "Come to work." I'm like, "We used to be home." I was like, "Why?" I was already numb. I was like, mm. "What are you guys talking about?" I want to go to work. I was just mm-hmm. working forward. So after this, I was—I mean, her. Uh, I want her to be lined up. I want all these kids to have their life. I was like, "Look, we're we're gonna be we're gonna be doing your thing, but I want you guys to work." I'm trying to I'm trying to make my kids. Be stronger, and I want them to know how our kids are. Like my sister's kids, I say how we are. <clears throat> you got to be like that, but stronger. I want your kids to be like brothers and sisters, even though they're cousins. Mm-hmm. We see each other here and there, but when these these tragedies happen, you start dividing. 
So mm-hmm. be stronger. Because a lot of the pillars have passed. There's you know? no there's no structure in that. We mm-hmm. forget or we get tangled and no one talks about it. These are yeah. these are all the things we're supposed to have. Every family should have these meetings with when, and, when and that's how that's away. how morality gets lost. Our values get lost for a long know? time until you. Our traditional practices and stuff like that get lost, you uh, know, because when we lose life, you know, we lose value sometimes because yeah. everybody's not willing to step up or everybody's not able to carry the load that a lot of our, you know, families, you know, grandparents, great grandparents have carried, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And, um, you know. When I first got home, like for me, it was all about transitioning back into society. And when people think of, you know, about transition, you know, I don't know if they consider the fact that it's a mental transition I have to make, an emotional transition I got to make, a physical transition I'm making, a spiritual one, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Adapting back to society yeah. in its entirety, you know what I mean? And just yeah. dealing with its challenges, its obstacles, you know, and, and um, you know, just coming, you know, going from a residential jungle to a concrete jungle and then coming back to a community that you are uncertain certain of you know for me it was cool because our community had did better was doing better you know what i mean and i was proud of that you know but there are still some parts of the neighborhood that are still dilapidated you know but um you know just one day at a time bro you know what i mean everybody's you know moving forward so you know and a lot of speaking that speaking about that my father told me i remember when i was moving when my mom died, I was moving. I used to live in uh, Midtown, and then I moved to, uh, to Lincoln Park, and then I moved to Wyandotte. And my dad was like, what are you doing, stupid? All the Mexicans are over here. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm telling you, bro, I was just in Wyandotte, bro. Me and my wife spent the day out there, and it was popping. But, but I remember like, <laughs> they used to have Mexican festivals at right. that little center over there right. in Wyandotte, yeah. man. Yeah, yep. <laughs> but I, I didn't know I was what I was doing. I was just an automatic. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. You got to catch yourself. I, I remember the first time you took me to your dad's house. He stayed over there across the street from Donovan's bar. Yeah, and uh, I remember we went in his house, and all you seen was mariachi suits and hats everywhere, <laughs> different colors, different suits. I was amazed by it. I was like, damn, that's so cool, man. <laughs> And then I remember we used to uh, hang at your mom's over there on uh, Christian C. and McKinn Street, yeah, man. We'd be in yeah. the basement, had the equipment wasn't down it, there. Wasn't it fun just walking up and down yeah, there? Like yeah, River yeah, yeah. You can, yeah. You can go up and down River Rouge all day. Yeah. You know? And I was telling my kids this. I was like, I remember we used to know each other by like, oh, you know this guy from this guy from Proctor or, or Lansing or, or uh, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Over here at Stair. Yeah, we, it, now it's on social media. It's like code names and stuff. I was like, yeah, we... we <laughs> <laughs> we made ways on trains and bikes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt about it, man. That's how we networked back in the day. <laughs> Absolutely, man. man. But um, yeah, the networking game I think is advanced today, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, you, you always have to have that physical presence with people, but you know, social media closes the gap, man. You can reach a whole lot of people yeah. just from right, right from where yeah. you at. You know, that's that's why that's why I had to I had to push back because like. When me and Dave was doing uh, the radio, because I took off like when we start when we started the radio, he was telling me like I was asking him stuff and he would give me answers about certain things. He's like, no, don't do that because these people want to get in your network and just flood it with just just nothing. Mm-hmm. He's like, just stay, stick to your community, and that's what we did. So we stayed local, 
But uh, uh, when we did it, social media was like all over. Like I know Angel, and I didn't really get a chance to, like they were speaking my story for me, and I was like, no, I had to, I had to push people off. You know what I'm saying? I had to reject people. Because everybody got an opinion. Yeah. And I was like, yo, it's not right. So I, just, I had to cut a lot of friendships off. And everybody had a different experience with you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So now, like, even now we're at the pandemic. Like, I, I, I talk to a lot of them now. But I was like, I need to get away from people because I was going through something I needed to get away from. You know what I'm saying? You know, I really feel like, Social media like, 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 like the pandemic, it did good and it did bad. I, I yeah. feel like the world needed a break. Yeah. Because people are run down, bro. And able to survive you know today, you have to work a job. And then after that, go to another job. You better have a hustle. You better be creative and be selling hoodies and T-shirts and, streams, and anything and everything. Of income. Yep. Yeah. So you don't have time to raise your kids. You don't have time to heal. Yeah. You don't have time to think. You don't have time to rest. You know what I'm saying? So everybody like been living like that for a long time already. Yeah. And I feel like that pandemic gave society an opportunity to kind of sit back and and chill but you know they said a lot of domestic violence cases were rising up because now we're we've been married all these years but we've been so busy got different work yeah. schedules and now when we're sitting still together and we get to know each other and we realize we don't even like each other no more you know what i mean Five, ten years don't went by. We've been grinding, and now I got to sit here and look at you. You know, there's a lot of families that went through that shit, bro. I seen seen this one one, uh, Christmas meme video. And I was like, oh, we're doing great. And it was the mom and dad with a black guy. <laughs> yeah, we're good. We miss each yeah. other. I was like, oh, man. But yeah. that shit did go up. Yeah. It did go up. Everyone yeah. lost clean dates. Yeah. Everyone relapsed. A lot of people. And I, I was I was, I was, was in Narcotics Anonymous. I am. I, when my daughter was born, I joined. I said, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do my 20s like I did my 30s. Because mm-hmm. when, you're, when you're young and you're partying in the teenage years, no one tells you how to drink. You just grab and drink it. Woo, woo. No one tells you how to modify that shit. You're hiding mm-hmm. it from your family. You're partying. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what are you doing? You're doing it on your own low key. So and we were taught that's part of being a man. You could drink the most. Yep. Right. Drink straight shots or you yeah. know, how, how much you can drink. Right. And, you know. So when you're doing all that stuff, you develop, your, you develop that pattern of your life, that character. It's not a bad thing. It's just you're just not understanding. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like the ignorant stage of your life or something like that. It's like you're just not thinking about it. You're just young, wild, and free. And uh, once, you, once you start getting the grasp of life, then you start getting your life back. That's what happened. I, I went in automatic mode. I forgot. I was in, I was in Narcotics Anonymous. I, I just let go and just became a bird and just started just doing my own program. And then when that pandemic came, boom, I just I relapsed. Boom. Mm-hmm. I forgot my steps. I forgot everything. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? No, the whole world was in a panic, yeah. bro. I mean, like, people were not accustomed to segregation. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I feel like more people should have learned how to be grateful during that period, if anything, and ever in life. Because you never know what you got till you ain't got it no more. And that's a lesson that I learned in prison. And they teach you that everything in life is a privilege. So when yeah. everybody lost their motherfucking privileges, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I feel like it should have taught people how to be grateful. Because yeah. shit can get shut down real quick oh, you know yeah. what i mean yeah and yeah. um you know so i for me i just got out of prison so i'm like okay you telling me i gotta stay home where i get to chill like it wasn't nothing to me you know i'm like shit that's sweet for me i'm okay with it yeah. but the rest of the world people who were not accustomed to but that bro were freaking out and then but. when people were passing away and, and a lot of people and, you know hit, a lot of these medias weren't hitting on light until afterwards they were getting structured so remember they were going on building as 
as time was going on. So people were just this affected hit. the whole world. Yeah. The whole world. Yeah. This was not just the states. It was every country you can think of, yeah. bro. Yeah. You know, death did not discriminate. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So when 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 we got to that point, I mean, like not us. I'm sorry. When when I forget what I was talking about. When it's a whole different thing. I forgot. Was you talking about the shot? No. <laughs> <laughs> This is deep, man. Smoke another one, dog. Smoke another one. <laughs> well, this is deep. This is deep. We yeah, got, no, for real. Coming the can of worms, it started popping off. You're trying no, to a lot of people it. were impacted by that, yeah, bro. Yeah. You know, and uh, shit. You know, oh, no, go no, ahead. no, no, no. I was talking about was the meetings. I, I started chasing meetings again, and I started talking about it, and then mm-hmm. they were talking about it, and. uh, uh even when I was talking about these grieving meetings, they're talking about how how death lingers, and uh, it takes a long time for one death to to bury that person because when that person's gone, you still gotta get bills out their name, the property situated, and blah blah blah. I didn't, I forgot about that. That divides families. Th- yeah, who gets what? What was mine? What I'm entitled to? What's in the paper? What's in the will? If there was anything, is there money? Is there, yeah. you know, what's it gonna cost? Who's gonna put in? Who's not gonna put in? Like that divides families, right. you know, and and, that, and it's terrible. That recipe, it's it takes a while for it to really settle in. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So uh, when I was going to these meetings, there, there, it was. Exp- I'm trying to get back to reality, find out the pieces. Mm-hmm. And then we was talking about the world going, and that's why I feel now I'm looking at like, yo, we we lost all these people, our tra- we're still traumatized of this. How, what how we what's going on with that? You know what I'm saying? What's going on forward with this? But by then I'm like, my, the kids gotta they gotta move forward. They gotta they gotta they gotta they gotta you know they gotta have something to do. They gotta have move, they gotta uh, they gotta have a backup plan. So now mm-hmm. I'm thinking like, yo, before. I, I need double life insurance. So I need everyone. All these kids need life insurance now. Before it was just like, yo, we're just gonna. We're gonna do it as we go. Now I'm like, yo, as a man that's making money under the table, we gotta get this going now. Now everything's changing up. The level of where I was in my 40s, my 50s is changing. Now I want to be a business owner. I want to go to cooking classes and do this and do that and structure on a different level mm-hmm. than just DJing that life. You know what I'm saying? And and but I wanna, I gotta kind of structure how how my kids want their peace to be peace. I'm that's my focus. Yeah. As are they yeah. okay? Mm-hmm. And, you know how plus you want them to be able to live up to their own purpose yeah you know what i'm saying because they each have you know a lot of uh you know adults you know that raised us is you know it was all about do as i say not as i do you know what i'm saying so as your kids man you just learn how to really take orders that's what you're doing is taking orders and uh you know so you're already influenced somebody's already given you a path you already got, you know what I'm saying? That's already lined up for you. Yeah. And like when I was in prison, I knew people who were doctors, real estate, bankers, and they were like, honestly, I hate what I do. That's just what my parents wanted me to do, but I wanted to do something else. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like you, you want to give your kids the opportunity to yeah. grow into themselves and their own interests and be able to identify their own interests and their talents. But I want to I want to really hear them because sometimes I feel like now I'm listening. Before I was just an automatic so i want to hear them now so now i'm really sensitive to them i'm listening because i know i made memories with them because we, i took them all over with me like my contracts wherever i go they go 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if they go, I go to Chicago, they're, they're in the same room with me. We go to New York, they're with me. So that's that's in our contract. But mm-hmm. now I want to listen to them. I want to I want to I want them to understand that. I want to hear them, and I want them to be heard. Mm-hmm. I want them to speak. Sometimes when you're a parent, they won't do that for you. Mm-hmm. You got a friend, or I'm trying to break these levels down, and then. But see, I think technology takes that a lot away from is people, just people in general. Is nobody knows how to communicate with each other. No, nobody knows how to talk. Everybody's like, you know, passive aggressive, sarcastic. Just you know what I mean. Like people have lost their ability to to socialize and 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 have communication skills. You know what I mean? And and it's crazy. It's terrible. I see things go zero to 100 because people don't know how to express themselves or articulate themselves or, you know, just be respectful or mannerisms. You know what I'm saying? I was always taught, please thank you and excuse me. It'll take you a long way in life. You know what I mean? But it's like just just decency, man. Just being civilized anymore, bro. I seen these little videos where where babies like eight and 12 months had a little tablet and you take the tablet it's going crazy. crazy yeah they're being programmed yeah. i remember when we was younger they said that they was going to put chips in everybody so they can keep and keep uh you know track of everybody and they did it they, that's a tracker right there people can't even live without that damn thing you know what i'm saying yeah, i'm serious yeah, and and they know your whole life everything you do your interests your likes your everything your whole life is on that thing right there Damn. You can't even leave home without that Track. thing. They didn't have to inject nothing in you. They just programmed your mind to need that. Damn. You know what I mean? That's uh, how the government works, baby. That's population <laughs> control, bro. We are living like the fucking Jetsons right now, man. You know what I mean? Everybody's programmed. <laughs> oh, bro. Shit. That was reality for my ass right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the truth, man. So it's like you just got to have an understanding, man, of where, where the way the world is working and where it's going and what direction <laughs> it's headed, bro, for real. Because if you don't stay caught up, man, you're going to get rolled over in right. this motherfucker, right. man, you know? And that's where I'm like, yo, that's why I'm like, I'm getting up. And I was like, yo, remember, he was like, yo, you're right. Because you reached out to me even when my mom died. You reached out to me when, mm-hmm. when we got on me. How's everything going? We talked. And they're like, you want to do the show? I was like, wait, I'm going through some things. Let me figure something out. I don't know what's mm-hmm. happening, but I'm processing. And you're like, you all right? I'm like, yeah, let me process. I think mm-hmm. I'm going good now. I'm ready to do the show. Yeah, yeah. And I was so happy, bro. Yeah. We've seen each other at St. Patrick's Day at yeah. Casey's. And you, know, and you were like, yeah, I'm ready, bro. I was so excited, man. I was like, hell yeah, let's make it happen, bro. You know, and, uh, you know, it's, it's it's dope. I love it. I love being able to catch up with you. I love giving you, you know, the opportunity to be able to share your story. Yeah, and, thank you. you know, how you, you know, uh, you know, the demons, you know, yeah. the good, the bad, the ugly, and where you're at today and where you want to be tomorrow, bro, you know. And, and this is why I still go to therapy right now because every memory has pockets that you will always remember somewhere. Mm-hmm. And they're going to hurt you. You're going to keep them. Or you're not gonna remember them. You're gonna store them and and not let it go. When I went to this uh, class, and I had this picture, I had this big pic. They didn't give me a big picture. It was me and my mom, and I was a mariachi suit. And I was kissing her for her birthday. She looked nice. Oh wow! And they wanted to give me that picture on my birthday, and I was like, man. And I, as soon as I saw it, I broke out crying, and I gave it to my my daughter. She put it away for a while. And I used mm. to have this little one. It's like something like this big. And I, it would be in my living room. That's how I could just process her just by a little bit. And then when I went to the the, the process, the, the classes, the grieving classes, they told me something about honoring, and they told me something about uh, how you can talk 
to the picture and say good morning. And I, I never thought about that. And I was like, mm-hmm. no, that, yeah, I can do that. You know what I'm saying? But I don't want to be one of them guys like, yo, I need cats now. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so you've seen the cartoon Coco? No. You have not seen the cartoon Coco? Maybe I'm missing something. So it it tells the story of us honoring our lost fan, loved ones. Oh, you know what I'm saying? And it's through pictures and how we honor them and, and greet them and you know, they're still here with us, bro. They're yeah. just in a, you know, in a spiritual world. I they're with us. They the hear you. There. They're with you. They live through you. You are them. They are you. Yeah. You know, the legacy they live behind, the things they taught you, the impact they made. You're living that today. Yeah, that's true. We mm-hmm. are. I agree. I feel that. Mm-hmm. I feel that. Even when you said that, I felt that. Mm-hmm. And then this is why Inception came in because through pictures, I couldn't, I couldn't look at the pictures. It was, it was a, I couldn't, I couldn't. And then the music, oh man, forget about it. So oh, I was like, yo, yeah, I can't do it. music right away. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Que me corta las venas. Ya estoy listo irme. Fuck it. Goodbye, crew world. And I was just like, yo, I can't be a DJ if this is all happening to me. I'm like, I'm like this. Yeah. So I started, I started learning about Inception. And then. This was, I started learning about vibrations and the body, how it works, how we're spiritual and we're light, and we, this is how we heal. And then Tonasia, he's the guy from Freestyle. He seems mm-hmm, wondering. Yeah. And I was talking to him. And when I was talking to him, see, like he was telling me about my problem, but he wasn't telling me I had a problem. He was telling me about my problem. Now I see what he was telling me to do because mm-hmm. he's doing it because mm-hmm. he's, he's just lost somebody in his life. And he's telling me how to do it because he sees me doing it, but trying to ignore it. Yeah. Fighting it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's painful, bro. Yeah. So you numb yourself with alcohol, with activities, with drugs, with, you know, just, you know, anything to escape the reality and the pain that you, that you don't want to endure. And then through all this time when we was moving up, I was still, man, it was just crazy. We moved forward in a positive way and we were safe. Because now people are like, uh, yo, you're doing something. You're, you're doing this now. But mm-hmm. I'm thinking like, yo, I'm still back here because I'm still processing <laughs> some mm-hmm. people. But they're like, yo, we see your video. We're doing this. You're doing that. And I'm like, thanks, man. Thanks. But I still feel like. It's because they see who you are in the flesh and don't yeah. know who you are in the spirit, bro. And then that's when my man was telling me about the hats. And I didn't see the hats. How he was like, yo. And I, and I, now I, these are, these, those were like the best gifts I got. Through, through New York. like when I went to New York, my homegirl was there. Man, hey, I used to like to jump up from Detroit, shoot to New York. I'm like, yo, I'm on my way over there. And she'd be like, yeah, you can come over here. And they would like, we would, they would guide me. They would keep me over here. Mm-hmm. And then if I come with my kids, they'll bring bring your kids. Mm-hmm. My homegirls, uh, Joey Action, uh, dumb girls, they would just be like real family to me. And I just met these guys going to New York. Mm-hmm. You know, scouting out artists to bring to Detroit. You know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. and then I became this family with these freestyle artists. I, and I didn't see that relationship I built with these guys. Cy Bless, he, man, we just we just became, these guys became my friend and family. And that, like, I didn't know what I was going through. And they were just, like, kind of. But see, that's what networking does for you, bro. Clearly, you weren't able to find the support that you needed in your own community or in your own household. So sometimes you've got to travel and meet people who are going through the same things that you're going through. People are suffering everywhere, you know. So when you can find somebody that you can learn from and go through that process with, it just makes the journey a little bit easier. You know what I mean? 
and and it's good that you're open to you know advice and and uh you know guidance and things yeah. like that because a lot of people you know are not are not inviting they won't let people in so it's hard for them to grow because they're not willing to consider anybody else's perspective you know yeah, yeah. you know what even there was a lot of people you know there, we had a network of people that that drummed through like uh that showed love there was always a handful like of people that it was just it's really hard to reach back sometimes mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying tell like, me something brother what was the transition like going from technique 1200s to this digital stuff like to the little you know what was that transition oh, man. like in the dj world because i missed that when i left everybody was still doing turntables you know what it's lighter because okay, i see everything's more compact you ain't got to carry all the milk crates and all they, that someone told me one thing you know what they don't really care about the the craft no more. They just want to hear the music. Mm. And once I got past that, I realized, you know, I'm not gonna break my back for this. You know what I'm saying I can just make my money off of it because mm -hmm. I've been doing it off of it anyways. Because I would I would be the only person, I think, with twelve hundreds downtown, and people would be walking by and then they will stop and they'll look at me like. He's still doing those. I, I love that. Yeah, I we're love from that. the neighborhood, but other yeah. people would walk by and be like. But then when I got the case. I realized it was just this, it was just lighter, it was convenient, and it did mm -hmm. everything. And it saved time. It was almost like a video game. Did you have to like train your mind to comprehend how it worked, or was it easy? Like you know, because it just seemed like that's a whole new transition. You know, from going from manual turntables because you got to be active on that. You know what I mean? That, it was like a video game actually. It's was more it? like it's more like a video game today than it is like uh, when on the turntables because it's like mm -hmm. if you were playing DJ Hero, sort of say. Mm -hmm. But uh, um, the turntables now, like, the prices went up on it. The volume so much. <laughs> the needles are hard to get. People, there's there's so much on that. I If you got them, you know, the, that's a blessing. Because they're like $2,000 a table now. For what? For the Technic 1200? Yeah, for one turntable. Get out of here. Damn. 2000 okay. maybe $3,000 now. For wow. One. Remember, these to be $300. Man, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And them hundred dollar needles. Yeah, but now I'm I'm like uh, now I'm I'm really really uh, I it's more of a hobby now. Mm -hmm. But I got I, I got so much life into it, it's hard to put down. I bro, I know I know a lot of brothers, bro, and um, everybody has dedicated so much of their life to this, you know, life. You know what I'm saying of music and it's a culture. You know what I mean yeah. and. Uh, you know, to have 20, 30 years invested, I, I just think, like, ultimately, you got to think, what is the goal? You know what What's I'm saying? Is, it, is this part of my life? Is this, you know, where does this place, where is, it, where is its place in my life to say that it's a hobby? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. After you've already after, invested. Yeah, after I've done so much for it now. Now mm -hmm. I'm like, look, it's got to be a hobby. Now I got to go to the next, I got to focus on the next level of my life. And that's where I'm at now. Mm -hmm. But I, I'm at a stand. I'm at a standstill because I want to heal right. But I, I, I love the music, so I'm constantly every day still doing them freestyle things. Yeah, no, I'm still definitely. Throwing the shows. I remember when I first came home, you was, uh, you had Mally's on lock, bro. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Was you nice, was throwing yeah. some nice events there. Every yeah. time I was there, it was packed, you yeah. know, and, yeah. uh, you know, it was, it was really dope. It was really nice. Plus, mm -hmm. you know, it was like it was historic because it was nifty fifties. Nifty fifties. You know That's crazy. I was just talking about my wife like about that yesterday because after nifty fifties, it turned into Visage, I think it was called. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Visage afterwards, yeah. And that was for a little while, and then that's Melly's body. Yeah, yeah. 
That's crazy, so man. Those, a lot those, of memories. I, I can't put it down soon, but I, I want my kids learning the business side of it because, you know, when we was talking about social media, you know how they do all the Elter uh, the Grows. There's a mm-hmm. lot of marketing I want them to know about because they, they see the styles and then they're picking it up. I'm like, now you got to learn what they're doing with it, how you can, you know, you can do your money off of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I want to show them this entertainment thing. I really want to pass it down. That's what I really want to do. Where do you but, think uh, the future of freestyle looks like? Like, what do you think it looks like? You know, is it going to be able to hang on and have a place? I think so. I, th- I think it's there already. I think uh, what happened was with the freestyle, uh, a lot of people hold on to memories. It's, it's like a lot of rest in peace memories. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of people are, are traumatized from a lot of memories of music. And that's where I'm at, too. Mm-hmm. And I remember a lot of people told me, hey, you make you know, my mornings good it was it was hard for me to listen to freestyle now you made it easier for me to listen now i listen to it again yeah and i got a lot of that now i'm one of them guys telling myself come on you gotta go through a show oh man it hurts but I, okay well, i'm gonna do this because now i get it mm-hmm. i remember we used to do these shows we used to do these shows and i'm like i don't want to go because i already know the pain coming coming we would go and do the uh, funerals and we would see the family and we'd be playing and i failed them already mm-hmm. and so but now freestyle's like that freestyle is a a tender, it's like a mariachi to that community. A lot of people yeah. hear it. But it's on a rise. Because it's part of our culture, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, Latino people, they have been, you know, part of, you know, freestyle, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I learned that a lot of uh, the Arabic community as well, like they're oh, in, yeah. in the, on the freestyle scene oh, yeah. for real. And yeah, yeah, I've yeah. heard a few times, uh, I think it was Stevie B and them went to Dearborn a couple times. Oh, but yeah. even when I lived in Chicago, like all the Arabs that I knew, like they were like, nigga, we fuck with freestyle heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, damn, I didn't even know that, you know, it was, you know, it had reached that community yet. You, you know, know what? I'm, I'm going to give a shout out to my brother uh, Vision out there, man. I hope you're watching. If not, <clears> man, that brother... Uh, he reached out to me a lot. He got this, he's got a crew, you know what I'm saying, he works with. They watch out for me, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, look out for me. And they help out with, like, media, but they they look out, like, you know, send me prayers and blessings. And that's what I like. Mm-hmm. You're good today, Joe. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's, that's the love I like to see because that's what, I, that's what made me want to do the uh, Sunday things because we all need healing. We need that earth mm-hmm. need, let's let's rebuild this freestyle community a little bit let's keep it alive or for the memories or just mm-hmm. get together and unwind and let's, you know do so, you know do something for our children with it and mm-hmm. that's one of the things i want to do for that because of the love that's really there it's impacted with a lot of love that's why i know it's going to grow it's, yeah. it's going to live mm-hmm. look how long it made it to it made everyone remembers <clears throat> even a lot of the old school legends are coming back making newer music they're, they're remixing their music today yeah so it's it's moving because I've heard it because you play a lot of it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So f- you got to think me after 17 years coming home, I'm listening to freestyle in a whole different mode. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I was just accustomed to old freestyle, you know, the classic yeah. shit. Yeah. And then coming home, I was listening to it and I was like, wow, this is different. You yeah. know what I mean? Like this is more. It's got a little bit more hop to it you know got, what i'm yeah, saying it, it, but like everyone got their own little niche into the freestyle but it sounds mm-hmm. good you know what i'm saying you hear, yep. you hear home in it still you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying so it's gonna live around for a long yeah. time even pop it's it had like a pop sound to it to me yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah and uh i was like damn you know the music is evolving it is it's just like i think it's so is it mainstream. new artists doing this or is it like you said old artists making new music or is it new artists making new music it's uh it's a little both Okay. It's, to me, it's new artists getting in, you know, paving the way. It's like back in the day when uh, any anybody, 
Remember, those who had turntables had to be a part of a crew. Mm-hmm. They had to get in the door. That's the way of getting in the door, bringing their music out. But the old school artists are the ones with the plugs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But they're still doing it. You know, they, I see a lot of the old school artists lifting up the new school artists. You know, I work with Artie Rodriguez. That brother lifts me up all the time. I talk mm-hmm. to that guy. He's that guy's uh, that guy reminds me of something like Hurricane. That guy's always got something good, and he's uplifting every day. Yeah, I'll tell you what, vibe, you're my man. first freestyle artist that I've had on my podcast. Wow, bro. man, my guy, man. And you know what's crazy? I like I said, I I I was going through this pandemic like freestyle artist, and I didn't know it because I was still trying to figure out what the hell was going on, and mm-hmm. and I was, man, thank God, like this where I'm at today. I, like the pieces, like how would I call that therapist to find out from this to this, and I started putting it together. It's like if you know something's wrong with your car, you know. You know, you need to change the transmission. You ain't gonna mm-hmm. go and get a flush or the light take the tires. On. Yeah, the light come on. You're like, yo, I gotta. For a lot of people, the light come on, and we ignore that, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the light come on for a reason, man. Right. You gotta fix the problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know so now I'm on this path, and I feel great about it, man. I want to fix the problem, so I'm gonna yeah. fix the problem. And by the process, what I'm going through, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I want to put love onto it. Like, look, I know we're all healing, we're all traumatized. Some, mm-hmm. I hope some of you guys are trying to heal too, not mm-hmm. trying to rush it and go back into workaholic mode, mm-hmm. because then that's just gonna, yeah, we're just no gonna doubt. go right back into yeah. that shower again. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Definitely. So, brother, it, it has been a privilege having you on here, <laughs> man. Share your platforms where they can find you, where they can find your music. I know at uh, you know Detroit Forever seven four two one. He's always got your music yeah. there available. Let them know where they can find you at, man. Shout yeah. out to Jose Rivera, man. Yeah, Much love that's to you, brother. Bro. We was kicking yesterday, man. He was he yep. started DJ a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got my CDs at uh, Sitco Gas Station, Vernon Clark, where uh, Mora used to be. Uh, I got them in uh, Patty's Barbershop on Fourth Street in Lincoln Park. Uh, Jose Forever Shop, uh, Detroit Forever Closing, 51st and Michigan Avenue. And I got them on my line uh, shop, djangelive.com. And um, you can find all the update information there, uh, platforms and uh, radio links and such and such. Thank you, guys, man. No doubt about it, man. One of my guys, one of the pillars. Uh, one of the first ones, one of my day ones. Yeah. Uh, you know, much love to everybody. Uh, like I said, man, it's it's you know it's going to start warming up. A lot of events. Uh, July seventh, don't miss it. <clears throat> I'm going to have the El Nino podcast summer bash at the DHDC. Uh, I want it to be a blast. Uh, May twentieth, we got the expungement fair at the uh, at the DHDC. So if you have any felonies, if you had any misdemeanors, anything that you're trying to get wiped off, if it's at least five years old, uh, no criminal sex conduct cases no cases that carry up to uh natural life and um and no more than one dui and you'll be able to qualify so come on may 20th it's from 10 to 3 you probably gonna want to get there about eight or nine because people get lined up everything's free you're gonna get all the free advisories everything's gonna be free uh, things that you would usually have to pay for you know through an attorney or whatever you know you're gonna get it free so uh, even if you're not sure if you qualify or not if you come there they're gonna give you ex- all the information you need so uh come on through much love to you guys uh hit my brother up uh google LA landscaping that's my brother Zoe he's a professional he does great work hit him up for any of your landscaping needs I'll see you guys next Monday love you guys everybody be safe this has been an episode of Real Everyday People part of the El Nino Podcast 
Check out the El Nino Podcast live on Facebook every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. And for full episodes, the El Nino Podcast is available on Facebook and YouTube.